Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, and I think I'm going to call it Wedding Music Wednesday. Uh, hey, that's we're cool. Taking a look. You like that? <laughs> I <laughs> like that. We're going to take a look at uh, the May issue of the Lutheran Witness. We're going to take a look at that today. Excited to dig into that. Um, the May issue, looking at uh, a lot of things surrounding holy matrimony. We we already did the Bible study with Pastor Odom on that, and uh, mm-hmm. and now we're going to take a look at wedding music. What does what's significant about wedding music, and should the congregation sing? Is is that a part of weddings? <laughs> We'll talk about that in just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all the cards are on the table. Very good. (laughs) Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone today, Dr. Mark Bender. He's the Minister of Music at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, Missouri, and author of Singing Christ's Love in the May issue of The Lutheran Witness. Dr. Bender, thanks for being our guest this morning on the Coffee Hour. Glad to be with you. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. You know, uh, it's, Sarah, it... Sarah, real quickly, would you just hold your mug of coffee up by the microphone? <laughs> It do you, do you smell oh, it? oh, oh, is that Brazilian? <laughs> that is Brazilian. And, and yes. the freshness suggests it came from a local roaster. It was only roasted about two weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> Wedding Music Wednesday. What, you like that? This is radio at its yeah, finest. That's, that's good. That's good. That, that kind of defines our discussion, doesn't it? Or at it, least does. it does. It does. Smelling coffee over the radio. Dr. Ben, this is so unusual for us, because usually we're face-to-face, aren't we, when we talk about mm-hmm. music, especially church music, and uh, so, yeah, this is unusual for us, but now we're doing it like uh, like the rest of the countries had to do it when we have guests from around the rest of the country. Uh, Dr. Bender, what is, from your perspective, um, as a, a parish musician, um, what is the, the purpose of wedding music? That's a good question. Uh, just music in general is used at communal gatherings uh, because it has a way to define the gathering and its people and also unifies them. Uh, we think of concerts or parades or sporting events, patriotic uh, events, those kinds of things. And that's the, the, their music is used, a particular kind of music, to define and unify the people gathered. Uh, from Old Testament times to the present music, appropriate for a specific worship service has been employed. We think of the divine service, uh, uh, the offices like matins, morning prayer, uh, vespers, evening prayer, and occasional services like confirmation, funerals, well, and so too, weddings. So uh, the music that's used for the wedding then uh, is one which defines and hopefully unifies the people gathered. So that we all know where I stand on on congregational uh, hymnody during weddings, but uh, <laughs> but what uh, what is the the case for for singing hymns out of a hymnal at a wedding service instead of pulling some I don't know random 
love song music from somewhere. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, first of all, the people who come, well, let me get back. Let me back up because you actually asked several different questions there. First of all, wedding music, uh, if I can just say it in a general way, must always serve the word of God. The music's theological content, its literary and musical integrity, and liturgical appropriateness, I underscore that also, all combine to to proclaim the love of the triune God in whose name this man and this woman are united in Christian marriage. And like this, and it's important, I think, to keep in mind also that a wedding service in a church is actually a public service of that parish. And so it witnesses to the people who are assembled there on that occasion what the ethos of that congregation actually is. So it it should be uh, conformed to and reflect uh, what normally goes on in terms of worship uh, among those people. Um, The case for congregational singing, if we think about the fact that the people who gather there may not know other people. Perhaps you've been to weddings, most all of us probably have, where we may know half the people, we may know even fewer of them. Uh, people who come into our churches for a wedding, uh, maybe in our building for the first time and unfamiliar with the setting. Some people may be attending their first Lutheran wedding service. And so, for the most part, come as spectators. Hmm. So in hymn singing, then, the friends and family assemble on this joyful occasion and are invited by singing hymns, are invited to move beyond spectator to active participant or worshiper. And the hymn texts that they sing, in turn, are intended to encourage and bless the nuptial couple. So we're not merely spectators but we're we're actively involved in in encouraging this this couple who is um as you said the nuptial couple as they're they're taking their vows making their vows um publicly in front of the congregation we're encouraging them with the with hymn singing and and hymns are all about the word we're people of the word so it's 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 right and fitting that we do that so what do you discuss then when uh, do you sit down with brides and grooms when they're planning for a wedding? Do you sit down and, and discuss wedding music with them? I certainly do. Uh, first of all, how's when, that conversation uh, go? <laughs> yes. Well, it uh, it has gotten better over the years, I would say, um, which alludes a little bit to what was at the end of Sarah's previous question. Uh, but when uh, the couple contacts me and we schedule the meeting. Uh, I invite them to bring along any ideas or suggestions that they may have. Uh, sometimes they have ideas. Some don't, some have never really thought that far in advance. Or Oftentimes they are relieved, though, when I tell them, well, when we come together, I'll have some suggestions, too, just in case it would be helpful to you. So that, that takes a little bit of a load off of them. Hopefully by the time that I've met with a couple, they've had at least one meeting with the pastor. And and that's very, very helpful. And it's imperative that the pastor and the church musician have a common understanding of the role of of music in the wedding service so that 
the couple doesn't get mixed signals or conf- are led in with conflicting uh, advice. This is really very, very important, and it, it really smooths the, the way for my meeting with them because they've already met with our pa- one of our pastors. Uh, we know, as pastor in church position, uh, how what is important for the service here in this place. So that, that is very helpful. Uh, <clears throat> now, I have in the past, and I was saying it's gotten easier because uh, early earlier in my ministry, there were all kinds of pieces, uh, music and so forth, that were, that were brought along uh, to these meetings. Uh, some of them show tunes, uh, uh, sunrise, sunset, you know, all these kinds of things. And <clears throat> so, Andy, here's, here's what I was able to do often to disarm that discussion and not have to, have to go on too far into uh, this situation. So I tell them that they're inviting their guests to witness the love that Christ has for the bride and for the groom and to witness their mutual love for each other. And here's the key. Everything that occurs during the hour of the wedding service must focus on that intent. Now, there are other other music, perhaps meaningful to their relationship, and I don't gainsay that. I just suggest that it might be reserved for another time of the day, uh, like the reception or at some other some other point. So it's that point, and this really does help when you say, okay, this is why we're gathering in this hour. And this is why what Pastor and I are doing to help you uh, witness that important aspect uh, <clears throat> on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. How do you approach that with couples who maybe aren't as familiar with the hymnal or know that they're going to have family members uh, or a large part of the congregation with them who maybe aren't even Christian? Uh, how do you approach that with, with people who... Uh, who may need a little bit more guidance in in what's even appropriate for uh, for their service. Well, that uh, what I do there is I suggest some hymns. Uh, the oftentimes the people who come here to be married are familiar with our hymnic tradition, uh, but maybe have not thought about including hymns in the wedding service. Uh, and so I offer some suggestions and. Uh, we maybe can get to those a little bit later, uh, but it and and I try to show how those particular hymns can, could be appropriate, are appropriate, in fact, and could unite the congregation. Now, what happens if the people if they say, well, our, our, we don't really have our guests and friends who won't really be coming from that kind of tradition? Uh, then there are several other things that can be done. First of all, I often opt or try to find melodies that might have a wider recognition in the uh, Christian uh, church, um, such as uh, the Church's One Foundation um, and others like that. Also, um, it suggests the possibility uh, that there could be a soloist who could sing some of the hymns uh, or a hymn in that in that regard. We're discussing the uh, the role of wedding music and congregational singing with Dr. Mark Bender, Minister of Music at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, Missouri. We're going to take a look at some of those hymns in the second half. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
on this Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. KFUO Radio thanks our day sponsors, Mark and Lana Hawkinson of New Haven, Missouri. Mark and Lana made a gift to KFUO Radio in honor of their 42nd wedding anniversary and in honor of Mark's father who served in the Navy. Thank you, Mark and Lana Hawkinson, for helping us share the gospel and for being today's KFUO Day Sponsors. LCMS Disaster Response and Training provides guidance and counsel to congregations seeking to show mercy to their neighbors before, during, and after disasters. From congregation preparedness to equipping volunteers in our Lutheran Early Response Team training, we can help you engage your community, particularly those who are suffering in any way with the love of Christ. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, keyword LCMS Disaster Response, or visit our website at lcms.org forward slash disaster. Wednesday's Bible study on law and gospel analyzes a passage from Scripture emphasizing the benefits of believing Jesus Christ and your victory over sin, death, and the devil. We encourage listeners of Law & Gospel to join this Bible study at 9.30 a.m. Central Time each Wednesday. Listen to Law & Gospel weekday mornings beginning at 9.30 on KFUO. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wedding Music Wednesday. We're talking with Dr. Mark Bender. He's the Minister of Music at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, Missouri, and author of Singing Christ's Love in the May issue of The Lutheran Witness. Now, I think I think you've made a great case for congregational singing in wedding services or uh, during the rite of holy matrimony, Dr. Bender. Now let's talk about some of those hymns that you referenced just a little bit ago that you think are, are ideal for wedding services. I'd like to dig into that, and I have to point out that I think uh, this is what this is Sarah and and Luther Gulseth's wedding anniversary month too. When's your anniversary is coming up later this month, isn't it? Yeah, yes, May twenty second. Ten uh, years. Uh, ten years. Wow. Well, evidently Sarah got married three days before my wife Anne and I got married. Uh, <laughs> and thirty six years or so. That's awesome. Uh, after, after. So yeah, that's great. It's exciting. Uh, I wanted to say something real quickly about the pre-service music, because that really is some of the first uh, music that the, the gathered people hear. And uh, if I'm playing the organ, I, I have real quick, I'll go through this quickly, but I have what I call a bouquet of hymns. And so I play <laughs> preludes based on, on hymns, like the first set is Trinitarian invocation with hymns like All Glory Be to God on High, Lord Jesus Christ Be Present Now, come down to love divine. So you get that kind of feel first. And then it goes to a group that I call the Christian life. Oh, bless the house, whatever befall, where Jesus Christ is all in all. The king of love, my shepherd is. If thou but trust in God to guide thee. Here's one, Christ be my leader. Let us ever walk with Jesus. Jesus lead thou on. So the point is, is that if, if people are conversant with one or more of those hymns, hopefully the text is also turning there. But the Lutheran tradition of hymns provides a rich and versatile treasury of texts. Even though many hymns were written for a particular season of the church year, like Christmas or Easter, 
Their hidden facets are revealed when viewed in the light of other contexts or occasions. And this came home to me a number of years ago. Uh, it was around Christmas. Uh, we had been, the choir had been preparing uh uh, behold, a branch is growing, and one of our choir director's mother died. And uh, the one stanza in particular that we uh, had been singing was, O Savior, child of Mary, who felt our human woe, O Savior, King of glory, who dost our weakness know. Bring us at length, we pray, to the bright courts of heaven and to the endless day. And she came back after that funeral, and she said, this text was going through my mind. Now, this was a Christmas text, but but it was able, in a different context, to minister to her in, at that time too. So, so you those can't are the speak kinds those of words without that. You can't speak those words without that melody, like <laughs> coming mm-hmm. through in my yeah. head. <laughs> right. Can't help so, but sing so it. There are some hymns that I think are not necessarily in the wedding section uh, of our hymnal uh, that I think also are appropriate. And uh, can I go over several of them with you? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. <laughs> So one which we might not normally think of is, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. And this one was suggested by a couple about 10 years ago when they came for planning and said, we would like to have this be our hymn of the day at our wedding. When you think about the fact that Christian marriage is under such heavy attack and day to day as married couple is challenged, you know, we know what the divorce statistics are. As human beings, our emotions are, are you know, unstable, certainly. And so this hymn prays that the Lord would keep the couple steadfast in his word and that he would protect them. Now, that's the, I think this is getting at the core of what we're looking at in terms of trying to encourage and pray for the couple as a, as a gathered congregation. Uh, Let us ever walk with Jesus is often uh, sung at a confirmation service, but think of it in the context of a wedding service. Another day of commitment, this time to lifelong marriage, uh, to ask Jesus or to to let them walk with him, to acknowledge the temptations that Satan and the world and their flesh bring into that union to attack them. And they look to Jesus, whose life, death, and resurrection are their strength for this earthly pilgrimage. And there's certain hope of eternal life. And that eschatological dimension, I think, is so important, too, in this. One that's uh, easy, easy usually to, uh, uh, for congregations to sing, even of strangers, is praise God from whom all blessings flow. The doxology, that one stanza. But in context of a marriage, all of a sudden those blessings uh, take on a different meaning. My one really favorite one that that goes that comes out of all of this is now thank we all our god <clears throat> let's think about this text which we often associate perhaps with thanksgiving uh occasions of thanksgiving but just look at the first stanza now thank we all our god with heart and hands and voices who wondrous things has done in whom this world rejoices here we go who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Wow. You know, the couple standing there uh, thinking about from infancy uh, to the present day, God has, has cared for them. The second stanza is a prayer uh, uh, 
that they might offer, and the third stanza then is doxological. But that also is a tune that I think is familiar uh, to people well beyond just our Lutheran tradition. Uh, another one which we often use, uh, and I, in fact, I suggest that in the outline I give to the uh, the wedding couple when I meet with them is "Go, my children," the, the Jerry Vida text. Um, this is, and we usually put that just before the pastor pronounces the Aaronic benediction. So that way, just before that, the, the gathered people, the guests, families, and friends can sing this hymn of blessing upon the couple also. And especially that nice, that fine uh, wedding uh, stanza that he has, he wrote for that. I do say, though, if you're going to have a service folder, be sure to print the hymn out for the people so that uh, they can navigate the, the text there more easily. But include the permission line, too. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a late one to this whole mix. Uh, With the Lord begin your task. Now, Sarah, you went to a Lutheran mm-hmm. grade school, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, Okay, did you did you begin the school year usually the first chapel with a hymn like this? Something like that. It wasn't that one. I don't remember singing that one, but I know we sang something similar to that out of the hymnal when we would begin school years or usually had to do with the the theme of the school year, but yeah, definitely a hymn uh, like that. Okay. Well, this one is in the morning section of our of our hymnal, but Think about this in the context of the service. With the Lord, begin your task. Jesus will direct it for his aid and counsel. Ask, Jesus will perfect it. And there are many other phrases in there which could be certainly uh, words of encouragement and uh, exhortation to the couple being sung by the, the assembled congregation. Or in this case, if it's not familiar, uh, that would be a good piece for a soloist to sing uh, during the service. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So these, I think what's so cool about this is that there is a a marriage section of our Lutheran service book, but none of these are in that section. So (laughs) finding, finding appropriate text and music, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to just go to that, that small section of only wedding hymns and think, oh, these are the only ones I get to pick from. There's, there's such a wide breadth of hymnody and of church music to pick from for a service that you still um there's still personalization i guess uh, there's there's things that you can still pick from that that can be special to you and and to the wedding day and to the marriage ceremony and that will stay with you through the rest of your your marriage as kind of a, a theme or, or a starting off point that um that kind of that, that you can build off of over the years to come Another place to look at are the hymns that are appropriate for the season of the church year, since the the paraments will be the color of that season. Uh, look at the hymns uh, in at Christ, if you're getting married at Christmas or Epiphany. I want to walk as a child of the light, or some other hymns like that. Some have uh, have chosen a mighty fortress is our God. You know, words hymns like that out of that context that you were just mentioning too, but are appropriate to the season. We only have about two minutes left. Do, did you have, Mark, did you have a, a specific wedding hymn for your wedding that you, that you really want to talk about? Yeah, um, I, I'm not remembering. <laughs> I, we, had a, we had a hymn, we had a hymn called, now all, um, let's see, 
this is a joyous, happy day. And this was in one of those contemporary, that is, there were, these were like supplemental hymns mm -hmm. that were being tried. And uh, I know we used that, and uh, I didn't look up the uh, our service folder in, in advance. I that is one that I do remember. So and and we had and we had we had some soloists too. Um, uh, so see, there you go. There's your project before your wedding anniversary this year. Good. Well, you can. So, yeah, yeah, right. I only got a couple of weeks. It'll probably be sitting out when I come home tonight. Uh, but but that also de that also demonstrates the not the evolution but the prog but the progression you know over a course of you know decades of ministry you know that to move and from there or uh, to this direction too. Mm -hmm. Sarah, what was your a... wedding hymn? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. go ahead, Doctor Bender. Uh, well, I just a couple of suggestions. Uh, um, I would provide the cup the bridal couple with copies of the hymn texts you know up in the chancel. So that they they don't just mm -hmm. become spectators too. That's that's something that's very easily overlooked. Um, if the melody of the hymn is unfamiliar, you, a wind or string instrument could help reinforce the tune. Also, oh, great idea, Sarah. What was your wedding hymn, real quick, before we got like twenty seconds? We had four, but the one that I processed into <laughs> was was Grace to be my leader. We also had Gracious uh -huh. Savior, grant your blessing. The Tedeum, the Bender version of the Tedeum, and what God ordains is always good. Wow. Ours was Alleluia, sing to Jesus. Our text was John 6, so Jesus bred from heaven. So ours was Alleluia, sing to Jesus. Light, nice, singable melody. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bender of uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, Missouri. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Sarah. Check out the May issue of The Lutheran Witness. You can find his article there on page 22. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.